Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. This is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. Okay, guys, I didn't get this episode out before I left for vacation to the Finger Lakes. I know I said maybe I would try, but that did not happen on Saturday night. It was just too much chaos. So I'm bringing it to you this week. We didn't miss too much. At the beginning of the week, Tuesday the 22nd, I'm going to talk about it a little bit again. We had another Venus square to Jupiter at 8.16 a.m. on Tuesday. I guess that was two days ago. Tuesday morning, that was on the East Coast, 8.16 a.m. Uh, and then Mars that day went opposite Neptune later in the afternoon, the East Coast, 4.33 p.m. Yesterday, Wednesday, which is the big thing I'm going to be talking about on this episode, we began Virgo season. Yay. Happy Virgo season to all my Virgos. I'm excited about that because I'm a Virgo rising Virgo moon, so I know I love the Virgo season. As you start to understand your astrology, you'll get excited when the sun returns to your sun placement, your rising placement, and your moon placement, because you know there's going to be some things illuminating there for better or for worse. And then yesterday, um, Mercury retrograde stationed, uh, sorry, Mercury stationed retrograde in Virgo. You can still hear I have a little bit of my vacation mind. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the big transit on is going to be happening on Sunday. We've got the Sun in Virgo going opposite Saturn in Pisces, and then Mars moving into Libra. So Mars will no longer be in Virgo. Um, okay, so let's talk about last week for a couple seconds, and then we will jump into the current transit. So last week we had the new moon, and the new moon in Leo, and we know that it had some really interesting... Uranus energy when we had to face a life path challenge last week, but also assess with what level do we want to take on the emotional meaning of all of that issues that maybe arise, right? Because I feel like a lot of the issues that maybe arose, we realized were our own doing. We made it way worse inside of ourselves than the challenges outside of ourselves actually were proposing to us. So Last week, I know there was a lot of, and if you watch my videos on TikTok, uh, fuck it. <laughs> you know, when life path challenges came up, we assessed it and we said, okay, is this really that major right now or is this going to get worked out? And if it's going to get worked out, which a lot of it did, and we realized last week's new moon, we said, ah, fuck it. It's not worth it. Let me let go. Let me surrender. Let me accept you know, let me get a little bit of a stronger mental understanding, but you don't also need to lose your emotional footing because of it. And I wonder how everyone else felt last week. I know everyone just had sort of some looks into their pain and some looks into their ego. This has been a lot of Venus retrograde themes. So we really had kind of a rebirth with it last week. But within the rebirth of the new moon, we still felt a little bit of that challenge. Leo season has not been the normal Leo season, which I, it's been hard. Normal Leo season without any major transits are kind of like full of fun, excitement, living your life, loving your life, doing everything the best that you can do with Venus retrograde happening there, which in Leo, it happens every eight years. It sort of offset all of that. There was like, what is, you know, oh yeah, that's fun. Let's do this. But then there's always this underlining of like, is this really fun? Is this bringing me joy and pleasure? Or is it the ego that wants it? There was just like so much deeper reflection <laughs> that there normally is for Leo season. So now we're in Virgo season, we're adding to that deeper reflection. So last week, we just sort of had a new beginning. 
and the reset of Venus retrograde. And now we only got two more weeks of Venus retrograde. So you guys made it through the hardest part, the ego reflection part of Venus retrograde in Leo. You guys made it through. Now, uh, I didn't quite talk about it, like I said, because I was away, but we began the Venus square Jupiter again, you know, and there's going to be a third time this happens at the end of September. Um, and for me and my family, as you know, all these Jupiter and Taurus placements and Venus, they really affect my kids because they have fixed placements and this has all been happening in fixed placements. So um, it's been really interesting with them, but this is the breakthrough. So if you guys know... For me personally, I'm having a Jupiter return in the ninth house where I have Jupiter and Taurus natally. I have no planets in Leo in the 10th house. I mean, I'm sorry, in the 12th house. However, right now we have Venus retrograde and we did have Leo when Leo season began. So this is kind of still happening. And so Sunday when I got to the lakes, which mind you, the lakes were so beautiful. I went to Seneca Lake and all around there. Oh my God, I love New York, upstate New York. I go to New York City a lot, you guys know, but New York, upstate New York is where it's at. And just like all, I, I was having a rough adjustment with my kids. And, you know, there's this and that. We had to drive five hours. Just all, if you guys have kids, you know what it's like. And um, my kids have, for me, a little bit of an extra challenging behavior. They're very extreme kids. And, gee, I don't know where they get it from, Colleen. <laughs> They're my best and my worst self bottled up in one. So I'm always trying to find new ways of understanding their mind Besides just, hey, stop it, do it, da, 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 da. You know, that never listens. When I, I'm always yelling at my kids, hey, stop it, stop it, don't do that, da, da, da. That, that doesn't stop them. They can't control their minds. They can't actually grasp in that moment what they're doing when I just yell, stop it, hey, stop it, you're grounded, all that stuff. They don't understand or process that. So my son Abram and I, after it was the next day, and, you know, we, we were particularly challenging with him the night before. And I said to him, how about, it just like came to me, we had this sort of deep conversation overlooking the lake. Yes, uh, I guess on Sunday we overlooking the lake. And I said to him, how about we come up with a word, a really silly word, something that's going to take us out of that moment, right? With, with him not listening and me being mad about it, a real silly word. And he came up with peanut butter jelly time. And I was like, okay. So when I say that, then you know, you promise me you're going to take 15 to 20 seconds, step away, calm yourself down and think to yourself, is this, you know, what am I doing? I mean, being very impulsive right now. Am I listening to my mom? And I'm not listening to my mom. Why am I doing these actions, you know, for attention? So to bring those thoughts and really pause the mind to calm down. And I'm telling you what, it has fucking worked. I know it's not going to be perfect, but it has been awesome. And it was funny when he first said peanut butter jelly time, I was like, huh, peanut butter jelly time. But then I realized it was genius because it was extra funny it was longer not just one word and I know that it would make him and I both sort of snap out of the maybe darkness that sometimes you can get into with your kids when you're upset and they're upset and all that stuff so that's how that transit showed up for me again we're on vacation in the ninth house that's the ninth house rulings and spirituality there and it's opposite you know and it was square venus my children in the 12th house so we had some stuff come up from the subconscious that was hard but we dealt with it with this very aware spiritual way like i finally was like oh colleen that's a genius idea like yes you came up with it because again the hassling of don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that that never works that shit doesn't work they don't hear that and then in the end all they get is low self-esteem so I highly suggest to try that because so far it's been great. So for my parents, come up with a code word, a silly word, and explain to them what they need to do when they hear that word for about 10 seconds to get out of whatever issues they're in. 
So as we know, the Venus-Jupiter square, the first one happened on June 11th, 2023. So think back to that air time, maybe starting around June 9th to June 13th, what showed up for you in relation to Venus? Love, romance, ideas, pleasure, aesthetic, your ego, when it comes to love and pleasure and joy, what things happened? Now we're having it again, and then we're going to have it again on September 17th. So it's this cycle. Three times we're getting hit with Jupiter. So we're having, you know, what energy really showed up for you for June 11th? You know, this is a little bit uh, of going to be a very big Venus cycle within your own reflection of your ego. And I know it's ego. You're like, Colleen, shut up with this Venus retrograde of ego. But so much about that is about the ego and under a big umbrella. It's not that simple. If you really start to break down what ego means in different ways that it shows up in your mind, body, and soul, you'll be able to realize, oh, okay, now I get why she keeps talking about that. So anyways, any challenges that maybe showed up on June 11th or this past week, we probably had some spiritual challenges or situations that challenged our spirit, meaning someone's challenging you and instead of doing the right spiritual principles with that, you want to be like, all right, F you, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Maybe not that extreme, but that's what I'm sort of saying. Something that's challenging your spirit where, and your spiritual principles where you have to just sit and bite your tongue and say, you know, this is not the right thing to react, Colleen. Just like I'm trying to teach my children, you know, this is not the right thing to react. So just sit on your hands and shut up. Uh, again, but these challenges grow and evolve our spirit. We wouldn't become spiritual warriors. We wouldn't continue to grow without these challenges towards our spirit. And then each one, we become, it's like a battle. We become stronger. We become wiser. We become, you know, harder to fuck with and harder to fuck with our spirit. And that's what we want in this world. Life is not easy. But it can be much, much easier with a tough, you know, spiritual practice as well as a tough mindset practice, which I'm always trying to teach you guys on here. So reflect on these challenges that maybe showed up when it, when it, what challenged your spirit. Reflect on that. Write on that. And write about how you've become a warrior through that, you know, and maybe there's still gonna, a little bit of challenge and maybe you weren't perfect when your spirit got challenged last week, this week, or on June 11th. However, on September 17th, it would be a little bit of a challenge again, but that time it's coming through the third circle. There should be a little bit more of an oomph in there. Like you really realize, oh yeah, I just, I just juiced up my spiritual practice right now and I'm good to go. No one can shoot me down type of thing. Now Mercury retrograde in Virgo, it started on the 22nd. It's going until September 15th. Whew. It will go direct right before the last Venus square Jupiter. <laughs> okay. So starting Mercury retrograde at the same time in the Virgo season. I always enjoy whenever we do that. And I think having it be in Virgo and Mercury being in its home domicile of, I mean, I'm sorry, Mercury being in home domicile of Virgo is adding to to the sort of get your life together. So when we were in Leo season, again, the Leo is the sun. The sun represents our life path, our purpose, our plot lines in life, the story of our life, the ego. So Venus retrograde has been shifting a lot of that when it came to what direction do we really want to put our life? Where is our passion? Where is our beliefs when it comes to pushing our life forward? Where is that starting to lean? And that's a big thing that we got with this Venus retrograde. So now hopefully we have a little bit of a better idea. We want to go this direction with a plan, a goal, an idea when it comes to our life. 
And now with Virgo season and Mercury retrograde beginning of Virgo, it's a very mental, get your shit together season. Virgo season's already mentally get your shit together. But we're beginning it with a revision, a relook, a second look when it comes to our mental alignment with our life path and what we want. You during this time may feel extra mentally inquisitive or mentally reflective about your goals and what's stopping, blocking them or how to make them more efficient um, on a past goal or even bigger. So that's going to be really a big, big theme for this Mercury retrograde. That's what really came through. So with this Mercury retrograde, normal Mercury retrogrades, you know, technology fails, communication breakdowns, things are misunderstood. Anything Mercury ruled sort of works backwards or it doesn't work the same way it does. Now, having in Virgo, it's one of its home domiciles. Mercury rules both Virgo and Gemini. Now, with Virgo, it's very introspective. It's very thinking. It's very mental. You know, Gemini is the outward communicator and Virgo is the inward communicator and it's the mental. It figures shit out. That's what it's good at. It's good at figuring their emotions out even if they don't tell anyone they'll sit there and reflect on it and reflect on it and reflect on it and reflect on it until they figure it out and they're good at putting those mental pieces together so that's what we're starting to do now with this mercury retrograde there's going to be a shift in a mindset with the plan so the shift's coming now if you didn't already have an idea with leo season which you should have you'll really have a deeper idea with the mental shift so when it comes to a plan an idea or a goal that you've been working towards on the last six to eight months most likely um there's going to be a shift there maybe you just woke up all of a sudden and said huh I actually know what I need to do to make this work or I need to change this whole plan because this plan isn't going to work or maybe you're more open to someone's critiques or criticism that you previously weren't you know how many times do someone and oftentimes a lot of people closest to us can be right i always say don't listen to any joe schmo but if it's someone you trust you love that you're close to maybe take an open you know an open mind to their opinion about something and so maybe someone gave you an opinion about why your life plan isn't working or why this isn't working and during this time you maybe at first were blocked a couple months ago when they told you that but now with this retrograde you may be like huh Maybe they're on to something. Let me be more open-minded. What if I do try it this way? What if I do think about it this way? So again, lots of revisions and shifts. And these rev- revisions are important because everything is up for revision in life every single day, you know, and we're going to the flow. And one thing that Mercury loves to do, and I say this during Mercury retrograde, is teach us how to go with the flow. If you ever notice Geminis or Virgos, they're very good at the next moment. If, if something switches the next moment, they know what to do. They Or they just let it flow. Same, so forth and so on. And that's very Mercury. Mercurial people, just like the planet Mercury, they move so fast from sign to sign, to person to person, back around, back around, back around, back around, back around, that they're, they can switch if they need to. They're very adaptable people. And that's what Mercury retrograde tries to teach us is the adaptability. Most Mercury retrogrades, or a lot of them, it can be like, uh driving around town and you know my tire blew and i'm 10 minutes late to work and that shit sort of can happen and then you're like oh god but it's teaching you how to go with the flow and just let go like oh well i'm surrendering to this moment 
But now we're surrendering to a stuck mindset and and being open and surrendering to the open mindset. Now we're like, okay, I'm just open. I thought this is the way this idea, this planner, this goal was going to go. But now I'm surrendering to that because this new mindset is presenting itself to me because of that. So how, you know, again, how is this shift of mindset going to look? Opening up your mind to previous critiques or questions, like I said, and being reflective of those things, reflecting deeper so you can have, um, you can just be in your own deeper reflecting place and that will bring you some sudden awareness. Have you ever gone deep with yourself and you're reflecting, 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 and then you got to that golden nugget of reflection and it changed everything like instant, like all of a sudden, like you can't go back. Once you see something, you cannot unsee it. So things like that. And also a shift in actually wanting to continue a life path choice. Um, or you might just all of a sudden switch it all up to get all up, all switch it all up um, all of a sudden and not look back, which is very mutable energy too. Like, ah, okay, you know what? I'm changing everything right now and I'm not looking back. I'm just moving forward with this new plan. That's extremely mutable energy. They can adapt and shift to plans, ideas. They don't get so held or fixated on the original idea. Mutable energy allows it to flow. And so, again, this retrograde is going to be Mercury's well supported. It's the, you know, it's going to be working higher. So, like I'm saying, this isn't not going to feel like your typical Mercury retrograde. If anything, it's really going to be about reflection. And if any typical Mercury issues arise, you're going to be very mentally alert and very mentally on point, more so than you that we normally are. I mean, imagine when Mercury retrogrades in Pisces. I hate when it retrogrades in Pisces. It goes opposite mine, so it's always crazy. But when Mercury retrogrades in Pisces, there's a little bit of delusional. I mean, we tend to fight the delusional thinking. We tend to get lost in our dream worlds. We're, we're not so sharp, necessarily. We're kind of dis- Distant and disconnected, and this will be the total opposite. You know, Virgo's opposite of Pisces, so it will be the total opposite. Um, so that's going to be the breakdown. I was listening. So before I do my podcast episode, I don't listen to. I only listen to two teachers, and you guys know that one was my original teacher, Adam Ellen Boss at Nightlight Astrology. And the only other person I listened to is Chris Brennan on, who was his teacher. I've never taken any of his courses, but I would like to. Chris Brennan, the astrology podcast. Those are the only two podcasts that I listen to with astrology and the only sort of um, horoscopes I take in and predictions. Now, I don't listen to their stuff, though, until after I write my episode because I don't want it to ever get colored. I I don't. It's just not how it works. And I want mine to be as pure as it can when it comes through me and I don't want it to be colored from what other people think. Because sometimes you hear other people and you don't even realize that it's going to your subconscious and then you come up with it yourself. But either way, I was listening to, uh, I can't remember which I was listening to, uh, with Ellen, Adam Ellenboss, and he was talking about, I was listening to Adam Ellenboss the other day, I was listening to his episode before I did this on Mercury Retrograde, and he was saying, which I thought was really interesting, because that's, I want to quote this, he was saying that Mercury Retrograde begins before Mercury hits some pretty powerful things, before it goes opposite Saturn, it backs up, and that's a huge thing with his retrograde, so there's also this, like, pause right there before we go up there and we really end something or stop something or something slows down before mercury reaches that opposition we're getting a second look and a second thought like huh is that what i want to end 
Is that what I want to do? And then we're going backwards and then we'll have a better idea because at the end of the retrograde, when it ends, Mercury will then pass over and go opposite Saturn again. So there's this deep reflection. There's almost this like, okay, we're going to start out with, with it going opposite a malefic planet and shit hits the fan. But instead it's like, nope, we're not ending anything just yet. We're going to be sliding backwards. Okay, we're going to be sliding backwards there. And then we're going to be having our second look, our revision, our understanding. And then moving forward when Mercury retrograde ends, it will go opposite Saturn. So I think that's really interesting. And in that episode, he talks in more detail about that. And I just wanted to share that again. I don't usually listen to them before I write this. But if something I find interesting, I like to quote them. And definitely those are two good podcasts. If you're looking for two other good astrology podcasts to listen to, I highly recommend those ones. And even if you don't know what we're talking about or what they're talking about, the more you listen to it, the more the better idea you get, the more lingo you get, a deeper understanding you get. Okay. We'll continue to talk about Mercury Retrograde each week as it happens. I'll bring you some more info on what's going to happen next week. But those are really the basics. Again, this is not one to worry about with this retrograde. Now on Sunday, the sun in Virgo goes opposite Saturn Retrograde, which, like I said, Mercury is missing at first. However, there's still going to be a Mercury Retrograde flow since the sun is in Virgo. This big one came through as releasing yourself of a responsibility you no longer have that responsibility so maybe it just finished maybe it just whatever the timing was up and you no longer have that responsibility or maybe it just canceled itself out of nowhere and you didn't even realize that maybe you canceled that responsibility maybe you realized I don't want this responsibility anymore and maybe maybe it was a figuratively or an emotional or an energy responsibility that someone placed on you and you freed yourself of that. You released it mentally and emotionally. So it's, again, about releasing or ending or severing a responsibility that you no longer need or want or have the desire for. Um, maybe you put the work in to end a responsibility to an action, right? It could be a karma action. <laughs> a lot of times we'll have a heavy responsibility that comes in retaliation to a uh, you know, or I guess just a responsibility reaction, you should say. Um, maybe you put the work in to end that responsibility. So there's this sense of freeing. And I don't think it will necessarily be very hard. Like, oh, this is so strenuous. It's almost like something that, you know, maybe you're a little bit um, feeling a little bit funny about it. But once you end it, you know, you're ready to release it. You no longer want to take it. It's at the boiling point in your mind, body and soul. And so you release you purge, you let go of those responsibilities. Also, cutting ties with mental limitations. Mercury retrograde is giving us some instant awareness that gives us instant realizations about how to let that go. Um, so freeing your mind of mental limitations is going to be a very, very big one. Especially with Mercury retrograde happening right now, we see our limitations. Those are always will come with Mercury retrograde. And that's going to be a little bit of a Mercury retrograde theme too, is seeing your limitations. Um, seeing how far you can go or how far you can be pushed to your limit. And... Hopefully none of you get pushed too, too far, but you're not going to be because it's Mercury retrograde in its home sign, but these mental limitations are going to be presented to you and you're going to have to fight them out of your mind and you can. 
you can. Trust me, if you guys know me, you know how hard I have worked for years, for a decade or so, and I still continue to work because it's never ending process on training my mind and working out my mind. And some people say you can't, you can't, you can. You can. It's a mental fucking workout though. Trust me, as me with my six <laughs> Mercury placements, it is an everyday, every day. When a thought comes to your mind, you change that thought. A thought that you don't like, you change it repeatedly. Again, even if it's I, this is a limitation that might come up with you. Oh, I hate, none of my clothes fit me right. I look funny. Well, when you say, when you put your clothes on and you say to yourself, none of my clothes fit me right, I look funny. You say, that's not true. My clothes fit great. I fit great. Okay, you have to change it in that moment, even if you don't believe it, and your whole world will change. I can promise you that. I think I say about this on every every episode. Um, and one more thing, a Sunday blocking out a mental, um, you know, something that really exhaustion, something that really overwhelms your mind, and you might just block out like, hey, I'm not even going there. I'm going to go enjoy life, and I'm ignore all of this. Or for, you know, like a maybe that sort of short term and you have to say, I'm blocking this out for now or I'm blocking this out of mind forever. We'll see how that comes. Whew, thank you guys. I'm sorry. I feel like that was a little bit all over the place, but I just got back from vacation. It was so nice. I'm telling you, I know I mentioned in the beginning, but the Finger Lakes, if you're in this area, it's about four and a half hours north. We were at Lake Seneca and we were hanging out. We were about 25 minutes north of Watkins Glen and we went to Ithaca and I couldn't believe how much I actually loved it. It was beautiful. It reminds me of where I grew up, Western PA, only there were these big majestic lakes, you know, that were made by glaciers. And I thought that was really cool. So I'm in the relax zone. Time to go to the salon today, but I'm in the relax zone right now. So again, I feel like I was a little bit all over the place, but you get what you get and you don't get upset, which is what I say to my kids. I'll be back next week, normal time on Monday, and we will continue this episode and fill some things in. I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>